Welcome to The Dish, the show that uncovers the stories behind the world's most famous dishes. We are your hosts, Tomo and Megzi from foodfuntravel.com. Join us and expert guests with tasty facts, foodie secrets and more. This episode, we discuss the rocky road from proto lasagna to the modern dish we all know and love today. I read someone's comment online that they got this original cookbook and thought it'd be fun to try and make some of the recipes, and they made this recipe and it was one of the most disgusting things they've ever tasted in their life. Worst leftovers meal ever. The original Roman lasagna from first century AD. Horrible. Plus, the controversy over who really created the first modern lasagna. He's obviously ripped this off from someone else and then been like, hey, it's 14th century. There's no copyright regulations now. Do what we want. Do what we want. This is my cookbook. I created these recipes. Done. Everyone, welcome to season two of The Dish. We are back, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about lasagna. It's not a bad thing to start off season two on, I think. You know, let's just get right in there with carbs. <laughs> I love carbs. I love carbs. <laughs> I shouldn't love carbs, but I do love carbs. Carbs don't love me. I love carbs. Yeah. Lasagna is probably one of the most famous pasta dishes in the world. It's on menus all over the planet, obviously, not just even in Italian restaurants, but in cafes, pubs, bars. It's literally everywhere. I mean, pretty much, I think it's some point your mum's cooked your lasagna or I know I have definitely not cooked a lasagna but I have heated one out of one of those little metal trays you can get from the supermarket. Well I've definitely made you a lasagna. You have and you make great lasagna. So there you go it's one of the world's most successful dishes it is all over the place and when done right of course it is delicious. Mm-hmm. But who invented it and when? So, Italians. Um, Italians. Long time ago. Yeah, of course. That sounds like a pretty good bet, right? Uh, but after our recent trip to Bologna in the Emilio-Romagna region of North Italy, we were quite surprised to be told by the locals there that lasagna was invented in Emilia-Romagna. Now, obviously, we assumed it was Italy, but we didn't know it was Emilia-Romagna. I always kind of thought Rome... For some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. I guess you kind of just assume everything came from Rome. Yeah, everything. Uh, it was our second trip to the region, and we actually had never realized when we went there the first time that they claimed to have invented it. Nope. But of course, we like to do a bit of research, and uh, we wanted to figure out, is this really from there, or do they just think it's from there? You know, what's the actual historical basis to this? So, at the end of season one, we did a What to Eat in Bologna episode. You can go back and listen to that. And at the time we started researching the history of lasagna, we were going to throw it into that episode, but it turned into this massive history As that we had always. no idea. Every time we're like, oh, we'll just do a mini episode on this. Nope, it's huge. We have to make a whole episode out of it. So, that's why we now have lasagna as episode one for our brand new season. Yes, so after many hours slaving over a warm laptop, it seemed like there was no simple answer to that origin of lasagna. Was invented in Bologna? Was it even invented in Italy at all? Uh, Perhaps it was actually invented in the UK. What? No, 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 no. It can't have been invented in the UK. That's crazy. Well, you might be surprised as we go through this episode because I've dug up some pretty interesting stuff. All right. So... Could the dish be as strongly associated with Italian culture as we think it is? Or is there a different backstory from way further back? 
that is actually the roots of the modern lasagna from Italy. Uh, that's what this episode is all about. The internet is full of misinformation, which is why it took us so long, or it took me so long, to try and track this down. What are down. you talking about? The internet gives us nothing but truths uh, every yeah. day of our lives. Of course. Of course it does. But I did some serious digging on this one and checking out some really ancient recipes from as far back as the first century AD. That's crazy old, wow. Yeah, really old written down recipes. So I think I've got about as close to the history as internet research will allow whilst trying to look past some of the fluffy, repeated, constantly reprinted mistakes that have just constantly been re-put into. Uh, the everyone just cut and paste. It's like, seriously, journalists out there, stop cutting and pasting something and just assuming that it is truth. It is not always truth. Do your journalistic thing and find out what the real truth is. So, who invented lasagna? I have no idea now. You've left me on a cliffhanger. I know. But before we decide, I think we should go out and eat a little bit of the Bolognese-style lasagna. Just if to must. Just so that we can know what they're up to. We are here in Bologna at Trattoria Montanara, a traditional trattoria, which is a small Italian restaurant. And they're serving lots of pasta dishes and a few meat dishes. Pasta dishes are your primi pate, your first course. You're supposed to then eat a big pile of meat. But to be honest, after we eating, we don't really get to that course very often. We normally have already eaten too much pasta to make it. But we are trying a traditional lasagna, which in Bologna is made with sheets that are infused with spinach, so it has green dough rather than white dough. What do you reckon into the flavour? I actually really liked it. There was the perfect mix of ingredients. I usually find lasagna to be really meat-heavy, personally, and I think here it was just this really nice blend of the bechamel, which was delicious, also a little bit of meat, and the lasagna sheets were nice and thin as well. I think it was just the perfect combination of ingredients. Yeah, the pasta's not tough. It's not al dente. It's nice and soft melts in the mouth and the edge was on those crispy edges like the perfect thing which is what you want in a lasagna so yeah we loved the bolognese version of lasagna i have to say i had quite a bit of lasagna who hasn't had a lot of lasagna in their life it's like just this home comfort sort of meal but it was really the perfect amount of every single ingredient it wasn't heavy on meat it wasn't heavy on the bechamel it wasn't heavy it wasn't really thick lasagna sheets everything was perfectly layered to give you the absolute ideal mouthful of lasagna that you needed and that that's why it stands out to me as being like probably the best lasagna i've I've actually ever had yeah, it wasn't meat heavy it wasn't uh, tomato heavy it was just everything balanced and you could really taste the bechamel Sometimes mm. that gets lost as just being some random cream. But also sometimes it can be too much of it, and then it's just like the slop. Oh, yeah, if it's just slopping out the side and it's all cream. And the problem is I don't think people making low-quality bechamel sauce in England or America are using anywhere near enough Parmigiano-Reggiano. <laughs> yeah, That's right. an essential ingredient yes, in it, of course it is, Italian bechamel. It's Emilia-Romagna. Yeah, so if you're not putting a lot of that in, then you're going to have just this sloppy, milky sauce. Yep. So that's one of the differences. You could really taste it. It stood out. It was fantastic. Quality and ingredients wins every single time. Now, obviously, we know that the USA and Australia didn't invent lasagna, even though everyone there loves it and it's everywhere and you can find it all the time. And surely not the UK either. But mm. as I said before, there's actually some possible evidence. I've never heard this before. I don't know where you got your sources from. I am ready and willing to hear your explanation, sir. There's a lot of sources talking about it, so let's get into that. Sources or sources? Sources. <laughs> sources. Okay, go for so, it. So, was it Italy, um, like most people think, 
or was it not? Let's find out. The history of lasagna is, of course, hotly contested, not just around Italy but around the world. Apparently, well, this has been wants crazy. To claim to lasagna, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so let's look through some of those claims. I'm going to go with the oldest first, through to the newest, and we'll try and figure out when lasagna was actually invented and which ones were just not really lasagna at all. All right. So before we do that. Oh, my God. I just tease and tease. <laughs> so, before we do that, uh, we actually need to have a proper definition of lasagna because otherwise we can't decide which food was really a lasagna unless we've decided what lasagna really is. No, fair call. Okay, do it. And amazingly, after doing a lot of online research, it's actually, there's no consistent definition of lasagna. Various dictionaries and various online sources, Wikipedia included, have different definitions of what a lasagna actually is. So, unlike... Other Italian food, lasagna is just actually a free-for-all and no one's actually nailed it down and said, this is how it should be made. This no. is the, the correct way. No, it's just no. do what you do. It's all over the place. So first of all, whether it's got an A or an E on the end actually defines whether it is lasagna, the pasta sheet with an A on the end, singular, or lasagna, the dish oh. with an E on the end. Lasagna with an A is singular. So that is just a sheet, not a dish. It's got to have an E on the end. Now, we miss this in English, and that's what a lot of other sources were saying. In English, we never bother to choose, and people just use it interchangeably. Yeah. But if you say lasagna with an A in Italian, you're just saying, can I have a sheet of uncooked pasta, please? And all the Italians <laughs> mock us yeah. behind our backs, <laughs> <laughs> which we know they're doing anyway. But it's like, oh, come on. Now, I found one definition. Well, there's one common theme within definitions that agrees Lasagna is a baked dish of layers. Okay. That's something that everyone agrees on. But it's still non-specific. Yeah, it's still very non-specific. That's because I'm saying that's the only element of the definition that everyone agrees on. Lasagna is a baked dish of layers. Probably pasta sheets. Tiramisu has Some, layers on yeah, it too. Yeah, but it's not baked. So, uh, so it's not a lasagna. <laughs> so it's not a lasagna. Um, yeah, specifically pasta sheets. And with a modern definition, we would say the sort of pasta sheets that are called lasagna with an a that would be the sort of pasta sheets they're talking about although the looser definition could be any sort of pasta sheet or any sort of dough based sheet that is then layered get into that a little bit more as we go along a cheese element is very important pretty much everyone talks about there being a cheese element this of course rules out any sort of vegan lasagna sorry guys that's not real lasagna well, it, until recent time, that's not been a thing. Let's, exactly. let's admit it. So. I don't think it doesn't really count. Vegan lasagna is a new invention. If you're going to do your thing, hey, that's dish. cool. Obviously, you know, you can go and do your thing now, but it's never going to go down the history books as being the original. But must the cheese be in the form of a cheese sauce like bechamel, or could it just be cheese? Definition. What do you mean, like a slice of cheese? Like a slice of cheese or grated cheese. The definitions ah. disagree, and I'm going to be going through this. Let's keep going. Okay. So definitions uh, also agree that it should have some sort of tomato-based ragu-style element with meat and vegetables, perhaps, and, yeah, tomatoes. So they've actually gone as far as to go, well, we've decided any lasagna invented before tomatoes was included is not really lasagna. It's like pre-lasagna. Okay, That's so what, this is post-16th century. Yeah, like pretty much every definition I'm finding now is saying – we're agreed, right? If it's a modern lasagna, if it's a real lasagna, it's got tomato. Otherwise, it's some other non-lasagna thing. All right. So that's weird. But obviously, some dishes came before tomatoes. So we're going to go through that. So let's look at some of the historical contenders of what could be considered a lasagna or a proto-lasagna. Number one is from ancient Greece before the Italians or the Romans at that time even got there. 
So we're talking before Jesus. So BC. Like Dionysus and Zeus just hanging out on a yep, mountain somewhere. Making lasagna. Yep. All right. Or some free lasagna. So this theory suggests that ancient Greeks had some dough sheets cut into strips, and they're called laganon. And actually, these dough strips are still used today. They are thin, long strips of pasta, and you can get them in Greece. And we've actually seen them, but I, I barely remember it. But I do, after reading about it, go like, oh, oh yeah, we saw them. These strips of pasta that they use in other dishes. Really crazy. Uh, so when the Romans turned up, it's theorized that they could have actually been influenced by the fact that Greece had these strips of pasta like dough. Don't know if it, it's not egg pasta, it's just flour mixed with something into a pasta-like thing. And they were making a dish with this in layers. Uh, but also it's theorized that the word lasagna didn't come from the word laganon, which of course sounds a little bit lasagna, but could have come from a Latin word, lasanum, which means cooking pot. But then, right back at you from Greece, their word, lasanon, means chamber pot. So it's just type of pot. So the word lasanum in, in Latin probably came from the word lasanon in Greek anyway. But who knows? Maybe not. This is like over 2,000 years ago. It's pretty insane. So the connection here is that lasagna is baked in a pot. So this is the earliest etymological suggestion of where the word came from is because it's baked in a pot, it's named after the pot it's baked in. Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of dishes that do have that same... Absolutely. Yeah, so that, that makes sense. Okay, keep going. But the ancient Greek dish itself with those layers of pasta, although it's, it's pretty definite that there was some sort of layered dish that had something between the layers, could have been cheese, because of course they'd have had cheese then. It doesn't really sound like a modern lasagna at all. No. It's just a, like a cheese pasta pie. Yeah, I mean, that's like calling... Pita pizza. Yeah, exactly. It's not really the same thing, yeah. but it could have given someone some inspiration that they could layer stuff, perhaps. That's all that I'm thinking. Some scholars are saying that, when I say scholars, I mean people on Wikipedia who've posted incorrect information. Obviously, but scholars. some scholars, scholars of the internet, scholars are suggesting that this is the original lasagna, pre lasagna, without the other ingredients. I don't buy it. Uh, Food's a fusion. Food has changed over time, but you can't say that that's lasagna because it's slightly similar. All right. So when do we hit the time when it starts actually making, you know, form of lasagna that we know today? Well, I'm getting to that. All right. There's a lot of history between then and now. Wow. So next up is a Roman dish. So after the whole Greek been invaded by the Romans, it was actually recorded in a cookbook. This is probably one of the oldest cookbooks from uh, Latin times. It's called Apicus. Sorry, it's called Apicius or Apicius. And it was actually a cookbook probably written in the first century AD. What? It's a super old cookbook. Because most cookbooks, honestly, they, they usually come from like the 15th, 16th centuries. That's when we really started to have the, the you know, most original written down recipes. But that's, I've never heard of that. That's insane. There are some older cookbooks, even in the 15th, 16th, and this one is super old. And so in this, they actually describe the making of a ragu that is then layered between a sort of pastry, but actually more pancake style. So it could have been more bready layer. Okay. So it's sort of turning into this thing. But this ragu is, sounds disgusting. This ragu is made from grinding together pork belly, including the udders, uh, i.e. Like, the teats. I'm all for using everything if you're going to, if you're going to kill an animal. I, I do 100% agree with using everything. But I could spare the udder. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, 
Oh, okay. Okay, keep going. Yeah, the recipe specifically says the paps of the sow. Oh, no. It's gross, right? I'm telling you it was gross, but it gets grosser. Oh, great. Um, and they grind that with fish. What? Fish and the meat from little birds such as the thrush. So they use little meat breast from a thrush and they grind it with fish and pork udders and belly to make the ragu. That's the in-between layers. And they layer that between something that could be similar to pasta, but probably wasn't. It was more like a pancake. I'm going to politely decline this meal. Thank you. Yeah. I read someone's comment online that they got this original cookbook and thought it'd be fun to try and make some of the recipes. And they made this recipe and it was one of the most disgusting things they've ever tasted in their life. Is it is it a piss take recipe? Like, no, like, no, it is not. This is a real knows. cookbook. It's so old. No one. It's so old. No one knows that someone was taking the piss. They've got this. No, it was an entire cookbook. It's full of recipes. It's uh, not just this recipe. But actually, if you look at like recipes from the seventies, and pretty much everything was in Jello form. And they had s- corduroy in recipes. Then it's horrible. <laughs> corduroy. Yeah. You had to wear corduroy. Oh, you had sorry, yeah, you had, you had to, to wear, wear corduroy. Well, all chefs had to wear corduroy. But if you look at an old seventies cookbook, pretty much everything was in Jello form. So, hey, who knows? They gave it a go. It was disgusting, but they didn't have anything else to eat. They were basically using up random stuff that they had. They could eat it separately. Worst leftovers meal ever. <laughs> the original Roman lasagna from first century AD. Horrible, but it was a layered dish. And that's why people are like, well, this was really the prototype for lasagna. I'm like, no, it's not. No, keep going. No, it's terrible. Okay, so now we have the British connection. So in the 14th century, two cookbooks were released. And a British one from the court of Richard II had his cooks record a recipe for lasagnas. Lasagnas. getting closer. Very close. Obviously, it's Old English, so I can't pronounce it. It might be pronounced a little closer to lasagna. I don't know. Difference Does it here. help if you say ye old before it? Ye olde lasagnas. Yep, there you got it. Got it. So this was eggless pasta sheet. So they hadn't got the egg in there yet. That's actually a northern Italian thing. We'll be talking about that a bit later. Um, layered with cheese and baked. That so sounds pretty cool. It's definitely what? baked. It's met that part of the definition. It's baked. It's got cheese. It's got pasta sheets. It's layered. It's getting pretty close because we know there's no tomato. So the only thing that's really missing is there's no ragu. So there's no vegetables or meat or anything in any sort of ragu. Okay. Regardless of tomato, a ragu made without tomatoes, not, not present. So this sounded like quite an interesting thing that perhaps the British invented this. And this is what some sources claim. Uh, a popular UK newspaper actually published saying that this was the original lasagna recipe. And then they got huge backlash from the Italian media going, what are you talking about? That's insane. So, yeah. It's insane. It turns out that this recipe book was mainly created by those chefs from sources all around Europe. So they basically collected recipes from all around Europe and they started cooking dishes in the court of Richard II that were based on the recipes. I've never known a king's chef to like whip out his own dishes. Like they're always influenced from the royal courts. Because they want the fanciest food from all around the world. Exactly. So that's what I was thinking. He's obviously ripped this off from someone else and then been like, hey, it's 14th century. There's no copyright regulations now. Do what we want. Do what we want. This is my cookbook. I created these recipes. Done. You can't copyright recipes now anyway. Even now. Even No, actually, that's so, true. You know. yeah. So, yeah, it turns out the Italian sources came back and went, what the hell are you talking about? This is insane. And it turns out also in the 14th century, maybe about 50 or 60 years prior to that cookbook being released, a cookbook in Italy called Liber de Cucina, Book of Kitchen, 
pretty much. Cookbook, yes, yeah. kitchen book, details, a dish that's basically exactly the same, except better. Because it's layers of pasta with cheese, but also with spices such as nutmeg and pepper. Now that's sounding a little bit more like a lasagna. That is because nutmeg and pepper are definitely things you'd include in a lasagna. So this is the 14th century still, and it looks like Italy is definitely hitting the mark as being the one that invented the proto lasagna. Because pretty much everything else up until the 14th of the century was nothing like lasagna apart from having layers. It's rubbish. In the second part of this episode, so modern lasagna was invented in Italy, but where in Italy? We attempt to find out. Uh, so once we hit the 16th century-ish, or a little bit later, tomatoes have definitely become a product that's available in Italy. In fact, the first written reference to tomatoes in Europe was 1544 in the book Herbal. Though ragu with tomatoes would have come later, but they were making ragu without tomatoes before that. Thank you, Mexico. (laughs) Thank you, Mexico. So the internet's actually full of loads of sources claiming that the original lasagna recipe in any sort of modern form which involved tomatoes and a tomato ragu was published in a book in Naples in 1692. Okay, so I had originally heard that lasagna came from Naples. But here's the problem. Although almost every article I've read references a book published in Naples in 1692. After a very long amount of research, at least an hour trying to find this book or the name of the book, not one source actually names the book. Uh. So if this book exists, no one actually bothered to say what book it was. So I cannot find this original reference anywhere. Please feel free to tweet us if you know the book from 1692 that has some of the first tomato and tomato ragu-based recipes in it. Tweet us at Food Fun Travel and let us know what is this book because it is not on any of the sources. Everyone has referenced it without leaving an actual source or book name. This Hooray book doesn't to exist. The internet. <laughs> now, call me a conspiracy theorist, hmm. but this does leave it open for the possibility that this is like an internet myth. Well, I think without hard evidence, you need you need like at least with like many of the other recipes, we can say this is when it was first done in in this recipe book and there's like reference to the book and you know when it came out this can be made up by anybody yep and then it got shared over and over again people like to do that even on wikipedia it's it's on there there's no reference yeah it's a cat meme yep just share it to everyone so i don't know this book probably does exist maybe but maybe not i don't know i don't know did someone really care about lasagna that much being from naples that they went i'm just going to make up this lie on the internet and they made it stick i don't know so it seems like Modern lasagna was probably conceived around that time, though, because, of course, you need the tomatoes for it to be the modern definition that we've, uh, we've discussed at the start. Yeah. So with all the elements that we'd expect to have, uh, some sort of cheese element, etc. Well, Napoli would have had tomatoes before Emilia-Romagna. Yeah, because that, yeah. They came in there. It's a, it's a great area for growing tomatoes. They still grow better tomatoes. It, it's a tomato place. Hence, like all the tomato sauce on pizza and everything. They are the tomato place. They were doing it before Emilia Romagna would have been. Yep. So, actually... So, they hit Naples before they hit Venice with those tomatoes. Well, it's just that the growing area in the south of Italy is amazing for growing tomatoes. It's very sunny. It's the perfect climate. So, it's a better place to do it. So, this brings us back to the definition once again. And this is where everything starts to diverge and the fact that the definition of lasagna is not consistent because actually what I discovered is there's more than one lasagna, not just in the modern sense of vegan lasagna and spinach lasagna, but in the actual sense of Italy has two lasagnas. Did you know this? No. Italy, the lasagna that we know and love 
in UK, Australia, and the one that's probably most popular in the USA as well is the style of lasagna from Emilia Romagna called lasagna al forno, baked lasagna. But in actual fact, Naples, Napoli, has their own lasagna called either lasagna napoletana or lasagna di carnevale. Okay, so what's the difference between the two? These are two completely different lasagnas. <laughs> the only similarity is the fact that they have ragu and pasta layers and probably some sort of tomato and cheese element. But the Napoli version is actually made with that, but instead of bechamel sauce, it's made with ricotta cheese, mozzarella sausage, or meatballs, or both, and sometimes slices of boiled egg. What? That's actually really common. No, don't be putting boiled egg on my lasagna. No, I'm not kidding. This is absolute fact. This is a very popular dish. If you go to Napoli and order lasagna napoletana, you're probably going to get this dish. Might have boiled egg in it, might not. That's an optional ingredient. But the other ingredients, you're not going to have any bechamel sauce. There's not going to be any gooey sauce. It's going to be some ricotta cheese, mozzarella, sausage, and meatballs. Like like thick meatballs? Like it's going to be sliced like sliced a- meatballs. Slices oh, of meatballs. So it's in not layers. going to be like a mince sort of. They also have the ragu. So you might have the ragu with the mince or with vegetables and the meatballs and the sausage and mozzarella and ricotta. Okay, this is getting very confusing. This is a completely different lasagna. And for me, I'm like, what? And that would change the flavor profile. Completely. There's Completely. no bechamel. There's yeah. no Parmigiano-Reggiano. But I mean, I think even the meats that they're including in there is going to change the profile of the flavors. Yeah, and boiled egg. It's going to be completely well, different. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't put the boiled That's like putting pineapple on pizza. Don't put boiled egg on my lasagna. Now, I'm saying this is the thing. This is why these are two different lasagnas. They're two different dishes. I Yes. This is what's happened. This is why the definition is different. On every single source I read. So there's two different lasagnas and they've both kind of taken the name, but because no one's actually put any regulation down into what a lasagna is, no one's actually gone like, okay, well, let's just call it this instead. And then because it's really kind of different. They're still just, the Italians are known to be a little stubborn, shall we say. So they'll just sit there and, you know, fight out that name until someone steps in, which no one's going to step in. It's too late now, I think. I think it is too late. They're both lasagna. That's what I'm figuring out here. And now, so, of course, by contrast, the Emilia Romagna version is layers of ragu with meat, the same ragu that you would get in tagliatelle ragu, and bechamel sauce, which is made with Parmigiano-Reggiano. So you can already spot the difference here. So the northern version from Emilia Romagna is probably using fresh egg pasta sheets. The southern version is using sheets of dried pasta, which is actually, this is the funny thing. We use sheets of dried pasta when we make this in England or Australia or America. That's like Oh, it's just because we're lazy. It's not just because we're lazy. It's because it's the food that's come out. So we're actually making like a fusion version. We're using south pasta, but we're using northern ragu and bechamel sauce, but probably bad bechamel sauce with nowhere near enough parmigiano in it. So that's sort of what's happening. The international version is almost like a fusion of the two lasagnas. It's really weird. Um, It's the true lasagna. But they do reflect the differing ingredients that both regions would have had because, of course, mozzarella from Napoli, the king of pizza town, that's a big ingredient they had. They had lots of mozzarella, whereas in the north they had Parmigiano-Reggiano, so they made bechamel sauce for their cheese. So it's like it's a dish that wherever it started, it just continued to evolve based on local ingredients. So, of course, the question here is which one did come first? And I don't think there is a conclusive answer. The only answer I have is because we're saying that tomatoes is an essential part of the definition, I think Napoli is probably the original one. It's a very different lasagna. It's a different dish. Yeah, it's totally different. I don't think I've ever tried that style of lasagna before that has like, yeah, not mozzarella, not 
anything anything like that. That's really kind of odd just hearing it. The Bologna dish has become more popular, but the Napoli dish could be the original version. But the Bologna one's the one that's won. It's the one that's become internationally renowned everywhere. Yeah. Taste-wise, everyone's embraced the Bologna version. Yeah, that's the one that people make. That's the one that's closest. But as I said, everything around the world is like a weird alternative fusion version. So in Emilia-Romagna, they make their dough with spinach. Yeah, so it's like green lasagna. But that is not how most people make it. Most people use white pasta and most people use dried pasta sheets around the world. So that's more like the Napoli version. So it's pretty much one of the first crazy mishmashy fusion dishes that has become world famous. Definitely. It's probably been around at least since the 18th century, 17th century. But proto versions of it existed before then. And everyone around Italy started making it. So I think what we can conclude is that the person, well, the place that invented lasagna is Italy. but Not the UK. Not the UK. <laughs> Take not, that, Richard II. Not Greece. But they invented multiple varieties at about the same time. And the Bologna one seems to have been more successful. Yep. And it's got a different name. It's uh, lasagna al forno. Baked lasagna is the style that has become world famous. All right. But it was, yeah, so it's two different dishes. It's okay. two different types of lasagna. That's that's the conclusion. So I think pretty much the only thing we can do is, you know, and everyone listening is to really just try and go out there and try both lasagnas because I think we owe it to lasagna to give both styles a try and see which really is the, the true, well, it's all, you know, in the eye of the beholder. It's all. Yeah. Well, as long as you don't put boiled egg in mine, I'm going to be fine. <laughs> and here's the kicker. I said that Italy invented this. They didn't because Italy didn't come around till 1860 and the lasagna was invented before 1860. Bologna and Naples were both independent from the modern Italian state at that point. So Italy didn't even invent it. Just two random states in what is now Italy invented dishes at about the same time or shared ideas and they both created two different types of lasagna. Mind blown. Yeah, what the hell is going on with lasagna? It's insane. I never knew it would be that difficult. But egg pasta was definitely invented in northern Italy, and in the south they were using that without egg pasta. So it's two different types of pasta, it's two different types of lasagna, it's two different sets of ingredients that are used to make it. Its local ingredients differ completely, so it's crazy. One of the two probably invented it, that's what we're saying. Now, if that wasn't already very confusing... I'm confused. And you thought we'd already gone down a tunnel of confusion. Oh my god, there's more. There's I don't more. think I can I don't think my brain can take any more. So now the contest is not just about which of those two places invented lasagna, but the Bolognese lasagna, which is invented in Emilia Romagna, was it invented in Bologna or was it invented in Modena? Oh no, let's not start any <laughs> debates between Modena and Bologna because we will be here forever. Like they are the ultimate rivals of like, no, I started it. No, I started it. Like it will just oh, we'll be here forever. Well, maybe we shouldn't debate this, but we can jump into a segment from our interview with Andrea from Taste Bologna Food Tours. In season one, episode 10, in What to Eat in Bologna, Andrea joined us to talk about some of his favorite dishes. And we also got to asking him about lasagna. If you ask my girlfriend where lasagna comes from, uh, we're going to get a, a fight about yeah. it because she's from Modena. And, uh, oh, the yeah. ongoing battle between Bologna and yeah. Modena. We, in the past, we used to fight uh, for real. Now we used to fight about soccer, but mostly food. <laughs> and so they have their all uh, seven layers uh, lasagna, which is, uh, and uh, we have our lasagna. <laughs> but uh, yeah, still, it's very, very popular in all of Italy, but uh, especially in Emilia Romagna. We make it with uh, a green dough, 
which uh, make it look uh, lighter. It's not that light. <laughs> we, put, <laughs> we put some spinach in the, in the spoglia, in the dough, and then uh, layers of uh, bechamella and ragout. We're talking about the green lasagna here. You put the spinach in the dough to make yeah. it green. So they don't do that in Modena? That's just a Bologna thing? No, That's also in Modena is green. No, yeah. in Modena is green, but it has more layers. It's uh, really the bigger. There's a nice place that I'd like to suggest to your uh, listeners. It's called Trattoria Albina, and it's just in front of uh, Mercato Albinelli, which is a beautiful Liberty Market in Modena. And uh, it's like uh, going inside an apartment, because uh, if you come from the outside, you just see a gate like uh, your apartment's gate, and you enter, you go on the first floor, and there's this, this beautiful old tavern, like in the style of the, of the 60s still. And it makes very good uh, local cuisine and a very good uh, lasagna. You take this uh, beautiful dish of lasagna, a glass of Lambrusco, and then you're ready to go to bed, (laughs) but happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had uh, lasagna and a glass of wine for lunch, and I had to have a nap this afternoon. (laughs) And it was a good nap, too, full of pasta dreams. One of the questions that people during the food tours ask me all the time is, uh, but uh, are you going to have, you usually have the... Dinner with antipasto, primo, second course, dessert. For example, if I have lasagna, I'm done. Yeah. If I have a dish of lasagna, then I have the coffee and <laughs> and I go to bed. So, yeah. So you're not just digging into a meat course straight up? No, just uh, special occasions. Yeah. <laughs> so the names of the restaurants that we were talking about in that clip are all on our interactive Emilia-Romagna map. And you can get free access to that by heading to foodfuntravel.com slash Bologna podcast and scroll down a little bit until you see our little promotion for that map. So we kept chatting with Andrea a little bit more about Modena as well, uh, which is about a 40 minute train ride west of Bologna. So definitely a really good day trip. Let's jump back into that clip. Uh, Modena, it's a nice city with beautiful women. Now my girlfriend can (laughs) can be happy. (laughs) And... uh, it still is a, a city for uh, for locals when you can have a, a beautiful day and rent a bike and, uh, and go around and also visit the countryside. Uh, there are a lot of cities like this uh, to visit, like uh, Ravenna, Ferrara, they are all around Bologna and are, uh, and are perfect and still not touristic at all. And we kept talking a little bit more about Modena's Albinelli market because actually it's got a very famous protagonist, let's say, who... Uh, turns up to that market on a regular basis. So let's jump into that clip as well. Albinelli is one of the most beautiful indoor market that uh, I've seen, maybe with Boccheria in, uh, in Barcelona. Oh. It's, uh, it's really beautiful. It's a market where Massimo Bottura goes for, uh, for shopping, but uh, it has very good uh, fresh food. It's part of our tour in Modena. We stop there to taste the different aged uh, Parmigiano-Reggiano cheese uh, and uh, the balsamic vinegar and so there's a lot of quality ingredients in a, in a place that is really alive and uh, real. And Massimo Batura, if you didn't know already, runs the restaurant Osteria Francescana, which has been voted number one in the world multiple times. Okay, enough about Modena. We do have a full article on the best day trips from Bologna, which of course Modena is one of the trips you should make if you've got the time. So do head over to foodfundtravel.com and jump on the search box and just type in day trips from Bologna and you're going to find that article. There's, what have you got, 15 items on there? 15 different day trips that you can do. So if you are a foodie, of course you're listening to this podcast, you're probably going to be. Lots of foodie options, but also there's options there for the rev heads. Emilia Romagna is the home of Ferrari, Lamborghini, Ducati, 
all of these are there and you can go and visit the museums as well as, of course, go and visit San Marino, which is a, a little country inside of Italy. Stunning place. Okay, well, that's it. Lasagna. Who knew? We don't really know who definitely invented it, but it was the Italians, by the sounds of it. Yeah. The pre-Italians. The people who are living in the area that is now Italy, they invented it. So, it wasn't the UK after all. No, it definitely wasn't the UK. Uh, They just stole the recipe and made their own version of it, by the sounds of it, which is what people have been doing forever and ever and ever. Well, that's the whole thing with food, isn't it? Exactly. So, if you want to get some more info on this episode, the show notes are at Lasagna Podcast. Lasagna with an E, not Lasagna with an A. As we learned, that's the plural. That's mm-hmm. the dish. Lasagna Podcast. Foodfuntravel.com slash Lasagna Podcast. Show notes become available once this podcast is released to the public. So, if you are pre-listening to this on our patron subscriber account on Podbean and this article won't be out until after the episode has been fully released but of course you got to listen to the episode early because that's what we do for our patron subscribers our episodes go out before they go out to everyone else on our patron account on Podbean and you can find out a little bit more about supporting the podcast through our patron account at foodfuntravel.com slash extras from as little as $1.50 a month. And why should people do that? Why should people help us out? Well, it just really helps us because we like to travel to these destinations and try the food and speak to the people. And in order for us to do that, we need money to do it. So any little bit helps. We really appreciate you know anything that you guys are willing to throw at us. If you ever wanted to buy us a drink or buy us a meal, this is the way to do it through our Patreon account. Pretty yeah. please. Because we'll pretty much spend all the money on food because that's what we spend all our money on That is anyway. always the large amount, amount of our budget is food and booze. Every time. <laughs> so, yeah, do jump on that if you want to help us out. Foodfuntravel.com slash extras. And we'll be back with more episodes very soon. The rest of season two is rolling out over the next few months. So look out for that. And of course, do review us on iTunes or wherever you listen. Oh, leave yes. us a five-star review. Rate and review. So absolutely leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen and subscribe. Those are the two main things. Five-star reviews and subscribing to our channel is what boosts us in the polls and gets us seen so that more people listen to the podcast. More people listen to the podcast, we make more episodes. That's how it works. Uh-huh. If you want a season three, you know, we've got we to start getting some traction, start making things happen so that we can move on and do season three after this. All right, that's it for this episode. More tasty food coming in future episodes. And don't forget to listen to the What to Eat in Bologna episode if you want to learn a bit more about the food in Emilia-Romagna. And, of course, all the other nine episodes that we released in Season 1. If you haven't got there yet, go back and give it a listen. Do it. Thanks for listening to The Dish. Don't forget to subscribe and keep this podcast on the air by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Also, come join our foodie community on Facebook in the Food Worth Travelling For Facebook group. Catch you next time.